it was scary at that time when you know I was about 24 when I decided to make this jump into this totally unknown different world. But having said that, I did set myself up for success. I didn't just fully jump into it without knowing what I was doing. I had already started to lay the groundwork for this stuff. I had started travel blogging May of 2017. We're talking August of 2018 when I mustered up the confidence and the will to leave that job and focus on this full time. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is a good one. I am joined by my good friend and longtime client, John Mixis. John is the founder of MyGlobalViewpoint.com, which is one of the world's biggest travel websites. If you Google anything travel, John probably has an article on it. And today we're going to talk about how he got started and why he's so passionate about personal and self-development, retreats, all of the fun things along the way. You're going to learn a lot about him and be sure to listen all the way to the end because John and I talk about his absolute favorite places to travel in this world. You guys, this is going to be a good one. So please be sure to share it with a friend and go ahead and follow John because he has some amazing content. Enjoy today's episode. All right, y'all. I'm very excited for today's podcast. I know I always say that, but this has been one in the making for, gosh, almost the last two years. John has been a client and a friend of mine, and I'm just kind of obsessed with this guy because what he believes is what I believe. We are just both so passionate about what we get to do in this world, and I am so excited to have you here. John Mickus, one of my Longtime clients and the founder of the absolutely like world famous global viewpoint. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Christina. Great to be here. Great to chat as always. I'm so excited. John and I just had a coaching session before this, and it just kind of got me fired up about one of the reasons why I just love working with you. And we're just so passionate about the inner journey and the outer journey. And obviously, John is a travel blogger. I'm going to let him kind of tell you exactly what he does and what his perspective is here, but we're going to dive all into it because I'm so excited to talk about this. I just think that more people need to realize that, you know, I think something that you're so passionate about is just really living a life that you're so aligned with. And um, yeah, so tell everyone who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is John Mixis, travel blogger from Boston. Uh, I've been doing this thing now for six and a half years, which is just mind boggling. Um, You know, it's, it's, it feels like it was yesterday when I was, uh, you know, making that big decision of do I leave my nine to five job and focus on this passion project or do I stay do this as kind of like a side hustle. Um, It feels like it was yesterday, truly, but I've been doing this now for over six years. And um, for me, it's evolved a lot over time. um, Because, you know, just like anything else, right? Like As we go through life, we change, 
what we enjoy changes. So I started out doing, uh, you know, lots of like history, culture, UNESCO sites, European travel. Um, I was kind of niched into like those areas. And over time, you know, COVID came into the mix. My interests and stuff, my hobbies changed a little bit. And now I've become more into nature. First of all, COVID got me into nature. Uh, so instead of doing all these European adventures, you know, international adventures, focus more on nature, national parks and things like that. Um, but I've really, you know, extended into lots of different areas over the years. And one thing that I'm really passionate about today are the retreat side of traveling. So going on wellness retreats, you know, yoga retreats, meditation, mindfulness, um, all that good stuff. I love the idea of traveling to unique and exotic places around the world with an intention, with like-minded people and really gaining value from the experience. Because for me, it's like when I when I think about the early days of traveling, when I was just this budget backpacker going from hostel to hostel on $20 a day, um, for me, it was all about um, you know, adventure and exploration. Like I, I was, I didn't have a good working phone plan when I lived in Spain back in 2014. Um, I, I would try to get Wi-Fi in certain places, but they didn't have Wi-Fi readily available back then as much as they do now. So it was really an adventure. It was kind of like, you know, uh, the first European explorers who went to the new world and it was just like uncharted territory. Everything was so new and exciting. And you think back to like the 1960s, the 70s, when there was no internet, no cell phones whatsoever. And these people would just be equipped with maybe knowing some of the language, maybe not, but they'd go backpacking, go into these foreign lands. And um, it was true exploration. You know, challenge is one of, you know, excitement. And obviously you learn a lot, but it's also one of heartbreak and challenges because you go into some places and you figure out that things are a little bit different than what you expected. Sometimes you miss a flight. Sometimes you miss, you know, your connection. Uh, things, you know, sometimes shit just hits the fan to put it frankly. And, um, so for me, it's like, how do I feel that same sense of discovery and adventure? Um, you know, and, and for me, that's led me down the road of retreats where I learn a lot about myself, learn a lot about different skills and, and, and mindset stuff in addition to the traveling. So really I've liked to integrate those two worlds. That's what I've been doing a lot of the past couple of years. I've been on over, uh, you know, 15, 20 retreats now. Um, around the world. And it's really opened my eyes to this whole area of self-discovery and personal development in addition to the traveling stuff. Yeah, you guys, I want you to hear that. So John, I think you and I connect in like, I don't know, February, maybe January, February of like 2021 or 2022, right? Mm -hmm. 2022. So that's almost up to two years. And I promise you, John is literally gone on what, 15 retreats since we've started working together? Pretty sure something like that. Yes, you guys, it is bonkers. And I'm like so proud of him every single time. And I'm like, these are just like regular ass retreats. You guys, he has done like Wim Hof retreats. He's done retreats in like South Africa and Spain and Portugal and Mexico and California. Like, it's just so amazing. And it's just a testament to who you are. You are so good about becoming a better human uh, like a becoming a better version of yourself and really figuring out who you are and what you want to do on this planet. And it comes across obviously in your work, even, you know, we were just talking about it on our coaching call. We were just talking about like, you know, you have all of these articles to serve so many people around the world. And just like, it was very simple. Like, I think business is very simple. Like do a really good job at what you do and you'll make really good money and you're living proof of that. And it's just so freaking cool. So Take us back kind of how this started, because I know so many people think that like being a travel blogger, like this has got to be like the world's greatest job ever. But 
you didn't come from this. You had, uh, you know, you're young and people don't really, how old are you? 20? 29. 29 years old, you guys. And he's been doing this for like six and a half years, but you started off in the financial world. So tell us kind of how, I think your journey of leaving finance to actually do this full-time was so good because obviously everything we talk about on this podcast is about making a decision. And one thing I know to be true about you is you make some quick ass confident decisions, which I think is so amazing. And I want people to hear this. Thank you, Christina. So yeah, so basically um, going back to when I was in college, I was a finance major in college. After college, I got into, you know, financial consulting and, um, you know, worked for two companies over a three-year period after school. And for me, it was, you know, it was good work. I mean, it's work is work, right? Like nothing's perfect. It's not like everything is, is, you know, rainbows and sunshine every day. But for me, I did gain some valuable skills from that experience. I did gain some valuable life lessons from that experience. And obviously finance and business, like that is really helpful when you're starting your own entrepreneurial path in this, you know, digital travel space, right? So it actually absolutely had some applications that I'm still seeing today. Um, But for me, it was something that I wasn't fully passionate about. It was something that I didn't see myself 10, 15, 20 years from from then uh, to continuing like that trajectory. And for me, traveling like in college was so important to me. Like I studied abroad in Spain, in Barcelona. After college, before I started full-time work, I worked um, as a teacher, a volunteer teacher in Valencia, Spain for the summer. So um, traveling has been an incredibly important part of my journey. And um, so for me, it was like, it was scary at that time when, you know, I was about 23 years old, uh, 24, when I was, when I decided to make this jump into this totally unknown, different world. Um, but having said that, I did set myself up for success. I didn't just fully jump into it without knowing what I was doing. I had already started to lay the groundwork for this stuff. I had started travel blogging in 2017. And um, in, in May of 2017, we're talking August of 2018, when I mustered up the confidence and the will to to leave that job and focus on this full time. Um, I love so that. I want to, I want to stop you there. No, I love that you said that because I've talked about that a hundred times. Like you got to pay your bills in the beginning. And I know that there's a lot of people, like I remember always Mel Robbins said, if give yourself 90 days, quit your job and give yourself 90 days to figure it out. And I'm not Mel Robbins. I'm here to tell you, we all got to pay our fucking bills. <laughs> and there's so much, there's a positive and a negative to putting so much stress on yourself to make it work. But why did you start travel blogging in the beginning? Like what kind of got you to go, okay, I'm going to start blogging about my travels because I think that that's the first action step and the first decision that got you where you are today. And I just want people to realize that. So like, how did that start? So pretty much like everything, when I go back to like high school, college and stuff, everything, everything that I became good at, I had to make it my world. Like when I was in track and field in high school and college, it was like, I made track, track and field and cross country, my world. I, I thought about it all the time when I wasn't running or doing workouts, I was thinking about it. I was you know, strategizing with teammates about how the, the race would go and stuff. And it's always, that's always been a key element of success, I think, for me. So for me with travel, it's like, I enjoyed it so thoroughly in college and, and during that summer after college that when I started working full time, you know, I was wearing, you know, a nice button, button down outfit every day going into an office. And, um, you know, I would say an, an, a very artificial environment where it wasn't like I was out exploring the world with my backpack on, you know, uh, it, I was in a very confined workspace and I was like, I'm missing something here. And then I had to think back, well, what, what really caused me to feel super alive when I was in college and that was travel. And, um, so, so yeah, so for me, it was like, um, I wanted to get myself, 
in a space where I was making travel my world. So, so to answer your question, during those early days, traveling for me was like, like blogging and stuff was literally just a form of like my own personal diary. I didn't know you could make money on it. I didn't know that you could, you know, have advertisers and get free accommodations, free stays. Didn't know you could, I certainly didn't know you can make a living from it and make a lot of money from it. Back then it was just a pure hobby, something that I enjoyed, something that helped me to pass the time. Um, you know, back then I wasn't, I didn't have much vacation time with my job, with my employers. So it was important for me to make traveling my world and to feel that wanderlust, that inspiration. So it was just a very natural, organic thing that I just decided one day, okay, I'm going to go on, make an Instagram account and just share photos from my past trips. And, um, and it gave me something to do, something to think about, something to dream about in the future. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and I realized, okay, there's actually people doing this that can make money. And, and people are very clever. Like, you know, there, there's a million different ways to make money. There's never been more ways to make money than there are today. And, um, and I realized, okay, if I can learn some valuable skills like SEO, like storytelling, storytelling is a skill, you know, how can I provide value to my readers? How can I provide value and inspiration? When people go on my Instagram page, or they go on my blog, I want them to feel inspired. I want them to feel passionate. I want them to go away with real value that they can bring into their lives. I want to make their day a little bit better. And that was really something where, so it, again, it was organic. It was over time. You know, I, it, it turned from just like a personal diary and maybe some friends, family, some people online, like a small group of people that were following my stuff. And over time, as I learned some skills, got a little bit more serious about it, you know, it just, you get to that next level and you get to that next level. And there's no, you know, it wasn't like a, a clear trajectory. There's ups and downs, of course. And, um, but it was just something that I love, something that I enjoyed. So it was from that perspective, it was easy. Okay. You guys, I want you to listen to exactly what he said, because my most successful people that I've had on this podcast, John is one of them. Every single person who has been on this show has said, you know, when I think about Trader Joe's lifts, when I think about Carboholic, when I think about Dan Rooney, when I think about so many of my guests that have been on, you know, 200 people that have been on this podcast now, every single one of them has said, I did it because I was so passionate about it. And then I figured out how to monetize it. It's the exact same thing for me. I became so obsessed with this work and be, and now I'm able to monetize it. John is the exact same thing. He was so passionate that he was living in his because this is the number one thing that so many people say they're listening to this podcast because perhaps they're working in a job like put yourself in John's story. He was working in a job that he didn't necessarily love. It was a means to an end, but he was doing something else that was filling his cup, even if it didn't monetize in the beginning. And he was now able to figure out how to monetize it. And he monetizes it very well now, <laughs> but it has now, you know, now evolved. So you left your job, you started doing this full time, you figured out how to start monetizing it. And then, you know, if we fast forward a little bit, something happened right around the COVID time. And I'd love for us to kind of talk about that because I feel like, you know, that's right when I had met you right after the, like um, you had gotten COVID and you started realizing that you were going to make some changes in your life. And I think that this is a big part of the external journey and the internal journey. If you want to kind of talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So just to give a little bit of context with travel blogging, just like any other job after a while, you get a little bit complacent. You kind of stay on that same path again. Like a lot of people, I would argue, there's some people that work at companies for 40 years. But instead of them working at a company for 40 years, they've done the same thing 
you know, 40 times, you know, and it's like they keep doing the same thing over and over again. And the same thing happens with travel blogging, even though it is very dynamic and, you know, the algorithms are changing, the tools are changing. But overall, for me, I got into this this path of, you know, going down the rabbit hole of analytics, you know, the vanity metrics on social media, how much money could I make on the blog with advertising, affiliate marketing, whatever. And I just, I found myself going down this path where this wasn't why I got into travel blogging, right? I got into travel blogging because of the passion, you know, feeling that experience, like really feeling it in all parts of my being, that immersive travel experience, meeting the people, learning the local culture and customs, you know, the food, the languages, all of that good stuff that traveling brings. That's what got me into the space. But I found that three or four years into it, I was starting to focus on some of the wrong things. So that led me to um, around late 2020, early 2021, when I got COVID. And um, at that point in time, I wasn't doing, you know, I wasn't putting in the the personal development stuff. I wasn't really focused on this world of, you know, self-discovery and making yourself better. And what I found is that I got something called long COVID. Um, I, I got COVID in November of 2020 and the symptoms didn't go away after like, you know, four, six week period. And I started asking questions, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? And, you know, you kind of go through like the four stages, right? Of like grief. And then like you recognize it, you accept it, whatever. And um, after going through this process of being like, why is this happening to me? You know, I'm 27 years old. I should be healthy. What's going on? That opened my eyes to a different part of the world, frankly, and um, like meditation and mindfulness, um, just generally eating well, trying to get better sleep. Like I wasn't taking care of myself, to put it really frankly. I wasn't taking good care of myself at age 27. I'd wake up every morning nice and early and I'd work pretty much all day uh, until the evening and I wouldn't sleep that well. And I wasn't really conscious about what I was eating. I wasn't really conscious about exercise and I wasn't really conscious about like relationships. Like I kind of like let a lot of other things go like many entrepreneurs do. When you're trying to build a business, you kind of decide, like at least in the short term, there's going to be sacrifices that are made. With any decision, there's always sacrifices. Entrepreneurship, definitely so. So for me, um, I realized I was cutting a lot of corners in my life. And miraculously, I had symptoms you know, that still lingered for about six months afterwards. And then I made the decision. In, in, a, in a certain moment, uh, I was doing mindfulness meditation and stuff. And I said, I am not going to say this story anymore that I have long COVID. Like the world, look at all this stuff that's happening to me and it's hurting me. And um, and I made, it was like a switch of the brain almost where I was meditating one day and I had just this epiphany, you know, this lightning strike sort of moment. And I realized that any ailment, any disease, like there's a deeper reason for it. You don't just get sick. You don't just manifest all of these symptoms for no reason. It's not just physical. There's something emotional. There's something perhaps spiritual, mental. Like there's a lot of other reasons lurking below the surface, lifestyle. And um, so it led me on this path of personal development and um, going on retreats. I went on a Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat. That was the very first one that I did. It was um, eight days or nine days long. And it was like meditating all day from morning to evening, every single day. And, um, and it, you really go deep in these types of meditations. Like if you, if you, if you've never meditated before, it's a really interesting experience. It's scary at first. If you, if you sit with your thoughts for a long time and you've never done that exercise before, like you want to ease into it, of course. But for me, it was like night and day after that experience, I was able to get a lot of valuable insights. And it made me realize that my job, my lifestyle 
was not healthy. It was not conducive to living in my highest vibrational state. So after those retreats, I started to go on more of these experiences. I started to implement more you know, of these ideas into my life. I hired coaches like Christina to help me. And, um, and it led me down this path of figuring out, okay, what's next? How can I provide value? How can I make every day count and look at life as the precious, beautiful thing that it is? I love that. You know, one thing that John and I, we were even talking about it today on our call. One of the things that you, you and I aligned very much on is that life is short. I remember I heard you um, on another podcast, you were talking with one of your friends and you were talking about how you do realize that, you know, life is precious and that, you know, you travel a lot. And one thing I just love about John, I've never actually met John or his wife in person, but I just love your relationship with your wife, Marie, you guys, he talks like you want a spouse to talk uh, about your partner, the way John talks about his wife, Marie, you guys have such a great relationship. You got married so young and you're just like really a, a really cool team. And I just think it's so awesome. Um, it's just, inspiration for all you single ladies out there. There's some good guys out there, but the way that you speak about your wife is, is lovely. I, I truly do believe that. But I, so I just wanted to throw that in there, but I think that it's really cool that one of the things that you and I really align on is that life is really short. And on that podcast, I heard you on, you were talking with, about with your friend, you said, you know, you, you don't know if every day is guaranteed and you travel a lot solo. And I definitely do want to talk about that because you say it's like one of the best things that you do is you travel solo and you, you're a big proponent of that, even though you have been married for however many years that you've been married, you and Marie have been together a long time, but you do realize that like, it may be the last phone call. It may be the last trip. It may be that. And I think that I don't know, and maybe you can speak. How did you learn that? Like, I speak about that a lot. And I think that for some people, it's really off-putting to them because they're like, why are you talking about death? But I also think it allows me to live a lot fuller than most because I truly do realize that life is really short. Where did you learn? Yeah, so, yeah, so for me, um, going back to that long COVID ex experience, I actually um, had a panic attack one night during like that six or seven month period when I had these symptoms. And, um, you know, because I was like, at, at that point, one of my symptoms was digestion related. And like, I would react to certain foods, which was very strange, never happened to me before. And it thankfully doesn't happen anymore. It was just during this one period of time. Um, but anyway, I had a panic attack and, and the ambulance came, brought me to the hospital. And it was in that moment where I thought like I was going to die. Like it felt like I was going to die. And it was very, very scary. And, um, so that having that experience was very, like it, it, it showed me my mortality. Because I think as a young 20 something, it's hard to think in the future that way. It's hard to, you know, we, we kind of, we're really good at, at least I'm very good at ignoring uh, that we're going to die someday, that everybody has a beginning and an end. And um, so, so for me, it was like, that wasn't on my radar. That wasn't in my awareness until that moment. And then beyond that, I'm not going to say I'm perfect about it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say that every morning I say affirmations in the mirror or write down in my journal that I'm going to die and hear all the things that I want to do today in, in case I was dying tomorrow. I'm not perfect, but it is something that from time to time I, um, I, I become aware of. And it's just, it's important for me because if you're not enjoying what you're doing, what's the point? I think a lot of people, including myself, um, here's just one other example with, um, with travel blogging, I kind of told myself, okay, I'll put in all this work now. And then someday I'll, I'll amass wealth. Someday I'll retire and have a nice beach house, you know, with an infinity pool and like retire. And that's going to be it. But it's like, 
What can I be doing right now to make a difference for myself, for the people around me? How can I bring value to this world, to this planet and enjoy what I'm doing? Like that is something that I'm very aware of. And I try my best to remind myself that way. I love it. Yeah, because so many people like you and I've talked about this a hundred times, but like so many people are just like living a very monotonous life for the one day. One day I'll retire. One day I'll get do this. One day I'll lose the weight. One day I'll get married. One day, one day. But like now is the day. And I think really understanding that is one of the best gifts that you can possibly. And I'm not like affirmations in the mirror every single day, either type of person. But like just knowing that in the back of my head that like, what are you fucking waiting for? Like life is now enjoying the experience now, enjoying the sunshine now, enjoying, you know, John's lucky enough to travel the world while he's created the life to be able to travel around the world and do what he loves. And he's made a lot of hard decisions in order to do that. And there's a lot of sacrifices just like with everything, but, you know, enjoying the current and the now. And I love the fact that you have this, the last two years that I've known you, you've really invested heavily in these retreats. So now you're not only traveling just to travel, like just to be a travel blogger, but you have literally immersed yourself in a way in which to travel the world and also, you know, become a better human, learn more about yourself, learn more about your occupation and doing these retreats. And you know, you and I've talked about over the over the last year and a half, we've been talking about like you hosting retreats because you're just so frigging passionate about these retreats and what they've been able to bring to your life. And you've been able to see the world. So why are why do you think people should be going to retreats? Because, you know, I've hosted many retreats over the years. I probably hosted five or six retreats over the years. And I will tell you, most people are scared to death to go to a retreat because they don't know anyone. And yet, I have never had a person leave one of my retreats saying that it wasn't one of the best experiences of their life. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. Just jumping in here for two quick seconds to first of all, say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a subscriber or leaving us a five-star review or leaving us a comment or really thank you for copying that link and sending this episode to someone who may need it. It's how we get the podcast out. You know, there's no advertisements on this podcast and it's just how we get the message out from myself and my guests because this is really why I'm showing up each week is to help people decide it's their turn. And the second thing is I just wanted to let you know that every week I tell you, text me the word podcast or coach to 501-222-3362 or send me a message on Instagram. Both of those ways connect with me directly. And if you've ever had any questions about my one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, on this podcast all the time, I talk about my clients and the results that they're getting. And perhaps you've thought to yourself, well, gosh, what does a coach even do? Or gosh, I need to level up and I need someone to help me get to that next level. If that's ever something that you have thought about, text me 501-222-3362. Ask me any questions. That is a direct connection to me. You guys, I show up, do this podcast, pay thousands of dollars each month to produce it because I love it. I love serving my clients. I love serving you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So thank you again for listening. If you've never connected with me, send me a text 501-222-3362. Just text me the word podcast or coach. You and I will talk back and forth and I'll be able to serve you in the capacity that I can, or we'll jump on a free clarity call to see if working with a coach is something that you need to get to the next level of life or business. You guys, I'm so grateful. Thank you for listening to the podcast and enjoy the rest of the episode.
what do you think about retreats? Why are you so passionate about them? And like, what type of retreats have you been to kind of give us the 411? Absolutely. So to start off with, with my experience and my observation of kind of the travel industry is um, I, like many others, you know, like to go on Instagram, like to check social media and stuff. And I think that traveling, especially since this age of social media has become less about that immersive, deep, cultural experience. And it's become more about getting likes on social media. And this isn't just bloggers and influencers. This is everybody, you know, the, the way the dopamine receptors work in the brain. I know all about the science of this stuff. Um, we don't fully understand it all, but it's, um, it's, it's most people, including myself, we're traveling from a place of like, okay, like, let me check this off my bucket list. Let me, you know, most, a lot of people just travel just to say that they've been places. Let's be honest. Let's be honest that, that oh there's a gosh. lot. You go to places nowadays and like, you'll be at like the fanciest restaurant. I remember when we, I don't oh gosh, I think we were in Italy and like, literally no one even ordered food. All they cared about was taking the fucking photo of the place. Yes. And it's not just the influencers anymore that do this. It's everybody. Everyone. Everybody influencer today. Everybody's a blogger. Everybody's documenting things and showing it. And, sh you know, that's the reality of it. I think we have to be honest about there's a, a large percentage of the travel industry that's dedicated towards Instagrammable stuff. Um, the restaurants, everything that the way that they're created, the way that the design is, the layout, everything is kind of set up for Instagrammable stuff. And, um, and for me, you know, it was no different. I was really focused on that as well, documenting my travels. Obviously, I make money. This is, this is my job. So there's, you know, a business element to it, but there's also a personal one as well. And, and for a lot of people, it's like you travel and it's like, it's too easy nowadays. You know, when I go to Italy, I can just check Google Maps and get around very easily. I can use different apps on my phone, different tools. Um, it's so much easier to travel today. People are speaking English around the world more than ever before. It has never been so accessible and easy to travel. So for me, it's like after a while, it's like going out to dinner every night. You know, if you go out to dinner one night, one night a week, you enjoy it. You like it. If you go out to dinner every single night, eventually the novelty wears off. And I think the traveling can be the same thing. If you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again, which I think a lot of people do, um, it, it becomes a little bit less of a deep experience and it becomes a little bit more materialistic and superficial in a way. And I know that that's not for everybody. Everybody has their own intentions. And I'm not put, casting judgment on anybody, but I know that this is the reality of modern times with social media. This is just something that, that we're, we're all kind of dealing with and, and figuring out. Um, but anyway, retreats offer a very different type of experience. Most of these retreats, you put the phone away. You don't check social media. You're not checking your emails. You're not checking, you know, having work calls. Um, you know, you're, you're fully present. You're doing things that you otherwise wouldn't do. You're learning new skills. You're, you're doing meditations. You're doing yoga. You know, there, there's all, there's a millions of different disciplines. There's a retreat. There's a retreat in every different flavor that you can imagine in every destination that you can imagine. There's many, many of them around the world. And um, for me, it's like a different way to connect with that spirit. It's a different way to connect with your deepest desires, to connect with people around you. I mean, how many times now you go out to a restaurant and as you mentioned, people are on their phones, you know, people are just, you know, uh, not even talking to one another. Like this is the reality of modern times that we've become very addicted to screen time and we're not actually connecting with each other as much as we do. So you can go to a nice all-inclusive in the Caribbean and not say a word to anybody the whole week. Like this is true. Just look around. 
And um, so retreats offer a respite. You know, you can, you, you learn, you grow, it can be relaxing. There's different intentions for different types of retreats, but generally it's like more collaborative. You meet a lot of very interesting people from around the world and you learn something new. You do new things. I think it's really important to shake up the routine a little bit. And obviously you don't need travel to do that. You can do something as simple as driving a different way home from work every day. There's very simple ways to do this in your own backyard. But when you're traveling, I find that retreats really like uproot you from your familiar patterns and routines. And it puts you into a space where you got to go with what's in here. And it's a really, really beautiful thing. And I recommend it to anybody. I love that. And you know, and John puts his money where his mouth is. I mean, like literally you've been to like 15 retreats and I know a, a few of them that you've been asked to come and, and be, you know, someone who is doing uh, social media and, and blogging for it. But honestly, John's paid a shit ton of money over the last two years to go really immerse yourself in these. I mean, you've done Wim Hof retreats, you've done all sorts of retreat. One of my clients, she does art retreats. Another one, uh, another one of my girlfriends, she goes and do, does um, like food retreats, like like uh, learning how to cook retreats, I guess. But like she's done one in Italy. She did one in Morocco. Like it's really cool to go and take yourself outside of your comfort zone to do those things. I, I mean, you're the blogger. Let's learn from you. Like what are your top three favorite retreats at this point in time? And you don't have to name them if you don't want to, because I know you're probably like sponsored by a couple of them, but like, what are the ones that have just been the most impactful to you? Yeah. So this is, I mean, it's funny because I can give you the politically correct answer, which is all of them are great in their own separate way. And they are. Um, there's a few that like obviously strike out to me, right? Uh, that stick out to me as like really being transformational. One of them is the Wim Hof retreat. So it's called Into the Wild Within. And basically this guy, Joran, he's, um, you know, he was mentored by Wim Hof. He learned the method. He was with him in the days when Wim Hof was considered crazy. Um, you know, back in the early days, like now Wim Hof is very popular. A lot of households, people know him now, but 10 years ago, people thought he was a nutcase. And, um, and because he was doing cold immersion for people that don't know, he goes into these very cold places and he, and he submerges himself in ice cold water. He does breath work and there's a whole method. There's a whole methodology behind like science that's actually supporting what he does. And it's good for your health. It's good for your strength. You know, it makes you happier, stronger, and healthier. And, um, and basically like a lot of people like from athletes in high school or college, for example, would know this, that you go and you submerge yourself in an ice bath and it reduces inflammation. And there's benefits with that, that it helps your recovery. It helps you, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it boosts your, you know, um, your, your blood vessels and veins in your body. It, it kind of gives you a biological upgrade because things will work a little bit better when you're exposed to a stressor, right? So people go in the sauna for the same reason. Sauna has a lot of benefits as well. When you put your body in stress, whether that's working out, running, weightlifting, sauna, cold immersion, they all have benefits in the sense that they it's a stressor on your body and you, you overcome it. And there's a huge benefit with that. Um, but there's many different benefits of cold immersion. And um, I was very, very intrigued and fascinated by it, which is why I decided to do the experience. And basically, um, about a year and a half ago now, I went to Iceland on this Wim Hof method retreat where um, you know we would jump into these ice cold rivers and lakes with just a bathing suit on, hiking to the top of a mountain. It's snowing out. It's really, really cold, well below freezing, and just wearing a bathing suit and hiking like you know two hours up a mountain. Um, and really, these physical challenges opened me up to the idea that like my spirit, my soul is so much more limitless um, than than I ever would have thought. And it showed how much more that I was capable of doing. Um, that a lot of people set these 
uh, self-imposed limitations on their abilities. We've all been there. And um, this, um, this cold immersion retreat in Iceland showed me in a very physical way what my body's capable of doing. And that gave me so much confidence, like more confidence than you can ever believe. You know, in that one week, it was a quantum leap in my personal development and, um, you know, my willpower, my strength, um, everything like that. So really, really powerful experience. I would say that that was like, really like that, that set me on this path of personal development. Um, you know, it, it, it expedited, uh, the speed that I was going down this path anyway, for sure. I, re- I remember our call before and our call after, I mean, that was a absolutely life-changing experience for you. There was no question about it. Life-changing. And you know, it's funny because I've traveled to 57 countries. I've seen a lot of stuff that one week in Iceland was just more, more growth, more learning, more just everything than I ever could have gotten just traveling conventionally. And obviously I've gained a lot of valuable experiences traveling as well, but this was just like next level. Absolutely. Yeah. To this day, John actually has a ice bath in the middle of his apartment in downtown Boston. <laughs> I do. I do. And I'm not going to pretend that I use it every day. You know, I'm not, I, I would like to use it. Every day. You were, you and I were talking back and forth. I was jumping in my, if this was winter. I was jumping in my pool. You were in your like yep. downtown apartment yep. with your ice bath. And I think your wife was like, are you really setting this up in the middle of our living room? Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough one. That was a tough issue. It still remains a tough issue, but I think it's worth having it for me. It's like, if it's out of sight, out of mind, I like to have like, especially like good things, like good things for your health and wellness, your well-being. Like it's important to make them easy and simple to do as possible because when you create these barriers, um, you know, if I had the ice bath where I had to fill it up in the bathtub every day and it took 20 minutes, I'd have to go to the convenience store, get ice, put it in. That creates a lot of excuses not to do it. But if I have it looking at me, staring at me in the face in the living room, I will do it much more often. So there's, you know a, there's a matter. Else, that's so true. And you know what also was a big thing for you that I think is just like a little caveat side note that is, you know, on topic of what we're talking about. Something that you have really realized over the last year and a half that I think is so important because obviously you're a confident person. You make very fast, quick decisions, which I think is what everyone's ultimately looking for. You know, you realized how you work best. And one of the simplest, but I think one of the most monumental things that you have done over the last year, which is like so simple and so easy, is you realized that working from home all the time, obviously, like was not the best thing for you. You wanted to put yourself in a, you know, in a situation that allowed you to be really a lot more healthy and focusing on your health. Just joining like, what was it? Equinox or that gym was like a huge shift for you. Absolutely. So lifetime. So there's a lifetime. Lifetime. Sorry. Yep. So lifetime. So and this was like honestly, like this was again night and day. Deciding to go signing up for lifetime. It's a gym, but it's basically like a country club. Like the one that like there's like several in Massachusetts. There's like five or six in Massachusetts. This one in Peabody that I go to is like, I mean, it's got, you know, multiple pools. It's got, you know, tons and like every single piece of gym equipment you can imagine. Probably like hundreds of fitness classes a week like basically every type of fitness class that you can imagine. There's places where you can get work done with fast Wi-Fi, nice cafe with healthy food options. Um, it's it's a really nice place. And in the summertime, when I signed up last summer, um, it was just absolutely amazing to sit outside, you know, on the beach chairs, get work done, and then jump in the pool. If I was feeling like, you know, lacking energy and stuff, okay, let's snap out of it, jump in the pool. There was a water slide there. You can go down the water slide 
And that brought like brought up my inner child. I love that water slide. So, um, so that was a big decision for me was shaking up the familiar routine. I think as like an entrepreneur, at least for me, it becomes quite lonely. And when I'm traveling, obviously I'm around a lot of people, but when I'm at home, it's like after a while, it just, it, it becomes monotonous and it's the same thing over and over again. So switching up my environment, going to a place like Lifetime where the people that go there, you know, costs like a, it's a decent investment every month. So the people that go there are investing in their health. They're probably, you know, of higher socioeconomic backgrounds because they're investing in their health. They're probably business leaders that I've met lots of people that are entrepreneurs like myself, business leaders and stuff. So you get to network as well. You're in the sauna with somebody and they own a company. And like, that's pretty cool too. So really all around, it was a great, great idea to do that. Yeah. And I think that just goes back to the fact that like, you really are just putting yourself in situations, whether it be a retreat, whether it be joining lifetime, whatever it is, you're constantly putting yourself in an environment to up level your community and also making yourself better. And I think that that's just so unbelievably important that I think not enough people do. And, you know, we're obviously we're talking about travel, but we're also talking about personal development and becoming that best version of yourself. Like I, I'm just, I'm obsessed with everything that you do because I just, I think that it is the most important thing that you are just making some really quick, good decisions to upgrade your lifestyle, which have in turn, you know, been hugely beneficial to your business as well, obviously, which is really important. And I know that you talk a lot about this on your blog, globalviewpoint.com um, and on all your social media platforms. I know everyone wants to like go and follow you there and look at all these things, but you, you talk a lot about the, you know, you've shifted over the last like year and a half, probably to talking a lot more about the personal development space. You talk a lot now more about the retreats, you know, why has that become so, so important to you? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like really my goal as a travel blogger that I remind myself of, you know, almost every day is how can I provide value to my readers? Like really trying to put myself in the position of the people, the, the person who's Googling different things, right? Because ultimately my, my way of being discovered is on Google. When people search certain keywords relating to travel topics, I want to come up in those top spots. And that's how I get discovered. That's how I can help people. So for me, it's like, how can I provide value to people? And there's many ways of doing that. Like I also, I mean, I, I'm not just focusing on retreats right now. I'm also focusing on, you know, tips, how to save money on travel, how to travel more efficiently, how to, you know, prevent you like, you know, to ensure yourself in case something goes wrong. Like I focus on many different areas. I'll cover the points. I'll cover, you know, the things to do, the beautiful places. Um, I, I do a lot of listicle articles and stuff. But for me, it's like, how can I provide value that other people are not? So when I look up keywords, I'm an SEO guy. I like to look up keywords. What are people searching for on Google? How can I answer their question and provide them with more value than even what they were expecting? That's really my goal. So in the context of personal development, this is something that I think in the next five to 10 years is going to explode. I see this as like a part of the industry that eventually everybody's going to be on a wellness retreat. Right now, only very few people are, you know, dabbling in this world. But I think eventually it's going to be like the world's getting more complicated. The world's getting, you know, there's a lot of challenges today that didn't exist 20, 30 years ago. It's, it's everything's evolving so quickly with technology and stuff. And I think it's really important to continue to work on our skills, to continue to find meaning and passion and purpose in what we're doing. I think that like generally across the board with millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, all of us, especially are thinking like, how can I 
you know, enjoy my days? How can I really make a difference in the world? Like people aren't just tolerating working a job that they hate at anymore. So, um, so as a result of these different things, I think that, um, that retreats are a great way to, you know, to come back, go, go away somewhere for a week with an intention. You come back totally refreshed, energized, and equipped with really good ideas that will benefit your life. I see this, like this element of traveling, like personal development with travel. I, I see this as like, it's going to continue growing and growing and growing. So the question becomes, how can I provide value? And obviously I can provide firsthand experiences of the ones that I've been to, but I haven't been everywhere. So it's been important for me to also outsource and have other people support me in different areas of the website as well in different ways. Um, but for me, it's like, how can I really add as much value as I can? And I see this as, you know, incredibly valuable, absolutely valuable work. Okay. So if someone is thinking about doing one of these retreats, because I think that actually a lot of people, like I travel quite a bit, not near as much as you, but most people think I travel quite a bit. And I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with saying, okay, we're going to go here and I'm going to figure out what to do when we get there. But I feel like a lot of people go to the exact same place and do the exact same thing because they're so afraid to put themselves in a different situation. I think a retreat is like a fabulous way to go and do something completely different because most retreats are very curated, show up and do it. But the number one thing that I have found is that most people are afraid to go if they don't have someone to go with them or they're afraid of what's going to happen or they're afraid of what people are going to think. And, you know, women in particular, and I'm just saying this because, you know, all of my retreats to this point have just been women based. Women are so afraid that everyone else there is going to be way ahead of them or they're not going to fit in and all of the things. So what would you say to that person that's a bit intimidated to go to a retreat? Yeah, I think really, I mean, it's, there's many different things that I would say to many different people, but I think um, like, it's one of those things where I think in life, we have to expose ourselves to challenges and get outside of our comfort zone. Like that's a philosophy that you and I share and many others share is that we need to just get out of our comfort zone and retreats provide generally a very safe space to be able to do that where there's, as you said, it's curated, you know, there's a schedule, like there's someone facilitating and taking care of you. You know, if you have an emotional release or if, if things are happening, you've got people around you to support you. So it's like a very safe way to really dive into, you know, get out, getting out of your comfort zone. So I look at it as like they're structured and very helpful and safe. So I think that that alone is really helpful. But, it, but again, it's like, it's a philosophy, right? Of building trust. And I think that's the beauty of travel as well is that like, I, I look back to my first experiences backpacking in new countries and not knowing the language, not having that much money on me and just kind of like figuring it out. Like even if shit hits the fan, like even like I've missed flights before, like sometimes things happen, like the rental car gets scratched, like stuff happens from time to time, right? And uh, that, that we're outside, like that you didn't foresee. Like things are always like life, always things are gonna happen that are unexpected. And when those things happen, it's like, I look back in time and I'm like, that always, it always worked out for the better. Even when those, when those challenging, you know, situations happened, it was always like, wow, I'm so glad it did because if it didn't, then this wouldn't have happened. Right. So I think that, um, that it's like, it's a personal philosophy and like you gain a little bit of trust and you want to take baby steps with it. But for me, it's like, every time I've thrown myself out into the world and done something scary, it's always worked out for me. So it's like that bias of like, the more I do it, the more that I've, I'm getting real, um, you know, like 
feedback in real time that's saying like, this is working out for me. So then it's like, I'm building that trust, right? So I think that it, it just like anything else, it's like starting off with baby steps. What can I do at home to get out of my comfort zone? What can I do today that I don't want to do, but that will bring me more joy or, you know, make me better in some way. It's like, how do we start with those baby steps at home? And like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't recommend, you know, someone who's never left the country before to go on a retreat, an ayahuasca retreat in the Amazon rainforest. Like, no, like there's definitely like levels to this thing. And um, it, it's a matter of like building that faith, building that trust. And again, retreats provide a very safe container to do that. So I recommend it. I think that you can start off with something like even like a weekend workshop close to home. There's lots of workshops out there. All you got to do is go on Google, search some stuff. And there's always personal development stuff happening, yoga events, things happening, just starting local, just starting easy. And then maybe someday you'll want to go deeper. Oh, that is so good. You guys hit the back button like four times and listen to exactly what John said. That is the perfect way to start. Yeah, I'm actually hosting a client and we're doing a VIP weekend. We're going to a workshop too. So, and you're going to Tony Robbins next month. I mean, there's just so many ways that you can put yourself out there and build that confidence. And just like John said, do something different that builds the confidence and builds the self-trust. And the one motto that I always have is that everything works out for me. And John basically just reiterated that right there. No matter what happens, it always works out for you. So globalviewpoint.com, you guys can go and check out his website, check him out on Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. But before we end, because you are a travel blogger and everyone wants to know this, top three places you've ever been we need to know. I'm writing them down myself. And then the number one place you still have yet to go, but you want to go. Oof. See, I know that's, that's hard. I know. It is, a, it is a hard one, but I came on here for hard questions and you're giving it to me. <laughs> so this is perfect. Um, for me, it's like, I love nature. So I, I mean, I, I like beautiful things, right? I love like natural beauty. Um, and, and one place that has always had a special place in my heart is Switzerland. The Swiss Alps are gorgeous and yes, it will cost you a pretty penny to get there, but I think it's a hundred percent worth it. I look at it as like a tax that you pay for the beauty that you see. Um, there's been many places like fairy tale towns, you know, in the mountains of Switzerland with these turquoise lakes and rivers and just like absolutely beautiful scenery. You wake up every morning to, you know, the cowbells on the mountain. And it's just like so quaint, so charming, so rustic and so beautiful. So for me, like Switzerland is just a place that I'm going to continue to go back to again and again. I think it's got a good mix of like cities. You know, you've got Zurich, Bern, Basel. Um, and you've got these, these beautiful alpine places in the mountains that are absolutely stunning. And the food's good. The people are nice. Um, and it's just like, for me, it's like a fairy tale land. It's like walking into a fairy tale. So Switzerland, like that's just like, that's number one. Got to keep it there. We'll see if that changes. Um, other places, I love Iceland for the same reason, like nature. It's very different than Switzerland. Like Iceland, it's colder climate, right? Um, very windy. It's an island. And um, and it's got like really raw nature that you won't see anywhere else. Like you can literally rent a car from the capital. And in two hours, you can explore glaciers. You can explore volcanoes, black sand beaches, epic waterfalls, mountains, valleys, like you name it, like everything is there at night in the winter, you know, uh, fall, winter and spring, you can see the Northern lights really beautiful as well. So Iceland for me, I've been there like five or six times. I've also been to Switzerland like six times. So, um, there's a reason I keep going back to them. And I think like third, um, for me is Lake Garda 
uh, Italy. We're just talking and, about this. I love it. I've already written it down. Lake Garda in Italy. So cool. Yeah. I love Lake Garda. It's like absolutely, um, for what I really love about it is it's really close to the mountains. It's close to Northern Italy. It's only a couple hours from Venice and Verona. So it's in Northeastern Italy. It's the biggest lake, by the way. It's a lot of people compare it to Lake Como. Um, Lake Garda, it's very lively, you know, absolutely stunning scenery. And it feels like Mediterranean. It feels like, like, you know, the um, Amalfi Coast or something. It feels like the Mediterranean. Like it, it has that vibe about it. Like it feels very Italian. But then like from the northern part of the lake, you drive 15 minutes, you're in this totally different climate with mountains, with these chalets, you know, beautiful scenery. And um, so I just find it as like, it's it's a place, again, I've been to five or six times and I've been many, many places. And there's obviously I, I've appreciated all the places that I've been to. I loved, you know, going to Bali, Indonesia. Um, Oman is a really, really cool hidden gem in the Middle East that I really like. Colombia, Cartagena is really nice. Um, Costa Rica has a special place in my heart. But yeah, I think like as far as I think I started out going to Europe a lot in my travel blogger journey. So and it's just like a logical step. It's easy and convenient to get to from the U.S. So um, so those three destinations, I tend to keep going back again and again. It keeps drawing me in. So cool. And then lastly, the number one place you want to go that you haven't been yet. Number one place that I had that I would love to go. Let's see. So that that's a tough one. And I would say uh, the Himalayas. I think oh, the Himalayas that's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to do some hiking there. I love to go hiking and just like, yeah, just the views, like it's a very special part of Asia and um, that I haven't really seen. Like I've been to parts of Southeast Asia. I've been to China. I've been to the Middle East, but that particular part, like Central Asia and then like South Asia, I haven't really seen that much yet. And the Himalayas, I just feel like it's so epic, so jaw dropping and the culture in the mountains are, it's just like really untouched and remote. So that's high to do on my to-do list, hopefully 2024. Awesome. So good. John, tell everyone where they can find you. I'm so grateful you did this. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can find me um, on Instagram. So uh, my Instagram is global.viewpoint. I don't know if you're going to have show notes. I will. End, we'll put it all in the show notes. Perfect. And then my website, myglobalviewpoint.com. Um, that's my travel blog. So, and then I'm on TikTok and stuff as well. But uh, but if you find me on one of them, you'll find me on the others if you'd like. So thank Perfect. you so much. Oh my gosh. So fun. I just adore you. I'm so grateful for you. You guys, myglobalviewpoint.com. And you can also check out his articles. He has the most beautiful places in Switzerland. We were even talking about that today. Thanks, John, so much. Thank you, Christina. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.